Tom. Yeah, did I did I scare you? Yeah, you did. Did I startle you? I thought we'd change it up. <laughs> oh my god! People needed a bit of a bit of a different intro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's good. Yeah. Welcome to ep. Is it thirteen? I think it's thirteen. Oh my goodness, we're, we're churning them out for thirteen. We're getting old now. Yeah, we're getting old. <laughs> getting grey hairs from this podcasting yeah. gig. Nah, more than that. Hopefully, it's <laughs> hopefully it's worth it. <laughs> hopefully, it's worth it. Thank you for listening to our um, previous twelve eps. If you've made it this far, um, hopefully this one's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh my god! No, yeah. this is good. Yeah, good. <laughs> Why am this, I laughing? This will be a banger. It's not going to be the. We'd love to know um, if people keep wanting listening to the eleven minute, eleven questions one. But I actually really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that last episode. Sorry, I'm this, trying to c- control myself. Yeah. Today's topic. I'm so excited <laughs> today. Today's I'm jacked. Today, <laughs> today's topic is uh, learning a new skill, and our thoughts on that. Learning and, a new skill, and um, yeah. Okay, how, how you can uh, how you can? I'm just gonna start with a go. little story. I like stories. Yesterday, I wake up. My my beautiful partner had had bought me an outfit for an event that we needed to go to, and it involved wearing a suit. I don't like suits, but and yeah. I had a brand new black tie on my bed. Mm. I did not know how to make a tie. Mm. I I knew how to make the tie in the way where you just wrap it around once and then you put it through the hole and that's it. I didn't know how to make a traditional Windsor knot. And I had about half an hour to, to 15 minutes, in, if you were including, you know, every other little touch and getting dressed and all that sort, sort of stuff. So I had about 15 minutes to learn how to make a Windsor knot. And I quickly searched YouTube. It was a two minute 30 video and I did it. I believed in myself and I made a Windsor knot and it was actually not bad. So learning a new skill, did, Often you that, can, did you get that dopamine rush? Yeah, I did actually. And and where I'm going with this is learning a new skill can of, especially under under time constraints, and that can be over. Okay, you're 21 years old and you want to be successful by 25. That's a time constraint, right? That's mm-hmm. four years, yep. and you want to be a, a millionaire or a billionaire within four years. That's a time constraint. I had a 15 minute time constraint. I had the two minute 30 in introduction video. I failed the first time, yep. and I was quite frustrated because it just didn't look <laughs> yeah. didn't look symmetrical. But I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to rewind the video. I'm going to spend the extra two minutes there watching it. And the second time it worked. And where I'm going with that is um, sometimes skills, especially if you're of mind where you believe that you can do it in the first place. If if you start trying to learn it and you aren't as aren't as successful at it as you thought you would be, it can be quite quite frustrating, mm-hmm. right? And the frustration and the annoyance of not being able to do it can actually make you stop trying to learn it. I know I get that feeling when I try and play um, PS5, for example, like you guys were all playing COD or whatever, and then I'll try and get on it and I'll be so frustrated with myself because I suck so bad at it that I don't want to do it. Like I try and not, I try and avoid it. I try and avoid jumping on because I'm so bad at it because you guys mm. – and, and the further you are behind at, at said skill and you're surrounded by people that are so much more advanced can actually also be off-putting to learning the new skill. If yeah. you're surrounded by a bunch of noobs, yeah, it's probably easier to learn the new skill. So like I've just sort of mentioned two things and I, I, one thing would be to, to push past the f- frustration of failing the first couple of times – 
and the annoyance of it. And two would be to um, surround yourself with people of one like mind and two similar skill level that you're able to work together and bounce off to learn the new skill. Yeah. Well, I think definitely that when you are doing something that you can't do comfortably and you're trying to either one, begin doing the task or trying to learn the task, that shitty feeling you feel of like, like, oh, this hurts or I suck at this. Question, is there like a a release of cortisol when you fail? Mm, I don't know. Like something that makes you feel stressed? I do know that there is a correlation between doing like succeeding in that task and then uh, getting the dopamine. Exactly right. And then getting better at it because you feel like you're getting better at it. The adrenaline. And it's... Yeah, you're getting. Yeah, exa- but no. does it? But does it work in reverse? So, like, if I you fail, so. cortisol, you get down in the dumps. You're less likely to try again. Oh, is that is that how it works? I don't know. I, just, I yeah, I don't know. I've just seen this. Like, for example, when I tried to start doing a bit of jujitsu, and the common thing that they kept telling you was you need to do this for at least six months consistently for you to start really seeing the benefits, and also for you to start enjoying it. And I remember the first couple of weeks, it fucking sucks because you just get bashed <laughs> by kids. <laughs> didn't you, didn't you say you got you got bashed by a 13 or 14 year old he kid? He was 16. 16. And I was 25. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like that, that, yeah, it's a tough one. And you're like, oh, I suck. This is no fun. And, and obviously pushing through that barrier is the key for learning. And that, that can kind of be implemented with anything, whether it be, you know, academics, you know, fitness and any, any new skill. But like I can, how, how did you feel when you like got out of that, that class or, or whatever it was so this is the, being the, defeated? Did the, you feel that? This is why when it comes to learning in anything, it honestly comes down to the mindset of the individual because mm. obviously people are going to try to find things they like doing, but if you're not good at something, you're probably not going to like that task or that, that activity so all right you're trying to figure out well what do i do what do i want to do and you're trying to bounce between several things and you're realizing yeah i'm not good at that i've oh, well i don't like that i don't like this and then you're not actually getting better at anything because you're not spending enough time with it so that's that initial breakthrough barrier the wall that you need to get through and and i think it starts to you start to enjoy it so that's what i realized when i i'd agree with that that's what i started i mean that's what I learned with uh, BJJ when I began that. But would you, you would you say to like anyone that's, for example, trying to start a business, would you say follow things that you're interested in or would you say follow things that you're already good at? I would say definitely follow things that you're interested in. Which one is more important? Like let's just say you're really good at I'd say drawing in. but you're interested in Interested in? Uh, I already know the answer. I, th- I say interested, interested in, in. Maybe because like you might be good at it, but what are you going to do when you're trying to spend eighty hours a week on it, or sixty hours a week to become like the do best? Do you think of you'd burn out, or do you? Think you'd burn you'd... out. One hundred percent, you'd burn out. I personally think you'd want to be doing something that you love. Agreed. So it doesn't feel like work, and that's the key. So what? Uh, it's very translatable to business. Is no matter what you're doing whether you're doing clothing or 
starting a service-based business, ultimately you're going to be spending a lot of time learning new things. Like there are core business principles that I think every business needs to sort of follow and certain procedures that you, you know, start putting in place that the business owner themselves, the impetus is on them to learn it. So at the start, people think, oh, fuck, I don't want to do this. I want to stop hiring. I want to stop, you know, yeah, doing this specific segment of my business. But ultimately, I think it comes down to the business owner to learn those things themselves uh, because if they don't, you can't expect someone to come in and just take that off you. And I think that's uh, that's a, a learning that a lot of business owners uh, get wrong. And I think we've uh, we've probably made that mistake in the past where, you know, you might just get someone in and be like, oh, you take that and not give them the proper training and not be able to understand that the role and the skills that are required to fulfill that role properly. So you think there's more of a benefit, let's just say you're not time poor. Do you think there would be more of a benefit in learning the skill for the business yourself, even though the output is going to be like, let, let's just say it's um, product design. The output's actually going to be worse if you do it than a skilled designer does it. Do you think it's still worth self-teaching? Yeah, or? so I would say you, my personal opinion would be you self-teach, you become a guru at it and then when it comes to saying, well, I, I, I can leverage my own time, you doing more and the way I'm going to leverage this specific task is by teaching someone that is capable and they can then hopefully being taught properly and being uh, monitored properly can do the task just as well as you can and then learn from that. And then all you're doing is leveraging that person's time and then you're being able to go through and say, yep, I like what you're doing. No, that's changed. Yep, no, you get the point. And yep. I think you can do that with every single facet of the business. And I think that's a key um, learning. Again, it's a learning experience. But the key learning that I've learned uh, over time is the best way to kind of delegate and and build the business. Because think about it, like as the business grows, you've still only got a finite amount of time in, in, in your day and in your week. Mm, I agree with that. There's a ceiling. There will always be coming. There will always be a ceiling, and there's always going to be a better way and a uh, better use of your time. Yeah, I agree with that. What so, if, like, if we if we wind the clocks back eight or nine years when we were starting EE, and you're acting like you ha- we have a blank canvas and we have no roles and no skills. Would you what 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 would make you outsource a task? Would it be if we cannot do it, or would it be yeah. if we don't have time to do it? When we don't have time to do it, okay. And our time and the, our use of our time would be better spent. So let's just say you got task A and task B, yeah. And task B, you're spending fifty fifty, but you see you get so much more yield from task A. You say, well, task B, I already know how to do, but I can't stop. I can't. Sp- spend the same amount of time on both these tasks when I'm not getting good output from task B. Task B I'll give to someone else who I can I know can spend that time and I then focus on the more yield I'm going to get from task A and I spend more time. But what if you don't know the yield because you haven't learnt the skill yet? So like let's just say it takes you 50 hours to learn task A and 100 hours to learn task B. Would there be any situation where you would be like, 100 hours to, to master task B 
is too much or insurmountable for me. So I'm going to just get an expert to do that task mm. for an entrepreneur who's I, starting a business. I'd probably say once you get to a point where you know enough that you can monitor the person you're getting and be able to error correct and utilize what they're doing and be able to interpret and, and push it in a certain direct direction, that's when you could say, yep. Get them in. Get them in. So like instead of spending six hours on a task, that person's spending the five hours and you're spending one hour just making sure they've, they've tidied it up and, and it's everything that you would have done. Yeah, because the straw to that would be wouldn't you get more productivity out of employing someone or outsourcing to someone that can do the tasks much quicker and much more efficiently than yourself? So yeah, that's the argument. So, so outsourcing, <laughs> yes. In outsource, but at the end of the day, why don't we outsource much? It's because, well, they don't, see the vision as well as we do they can't they're not in the business as much as they are uh they don't know the people they don't know the product they don't know everything so like that's my my argument to getting someone in and someone that can easily be taught yeah i want to linger on a comment that you just said that uh external stakeholders or outsourcing um those people don't fully understand the business as yourself or that the, the vision of the brand and I want to sort of harp on that. And I feel like that is an un- intangible benefit of learning the skill yourself mm. purely because once you've learned the skill, you're able to um, implement whatever strategies that the skill gives you in the way that you intended yeah. the outsourced person to utilize their skills on your business. For example, if it's marketing and it's Facebook advertising, and you learned it yourself, potentially you'd be able to implement campaign strategies more in line with the vision of your brand rather than an outsourced template yep. sort of expert could, for example. Would you yep. agree with that? I agree with that. And not to say that you can't, I think it's just a little bit more difficult. And I think if you play it out over the long term, you will get Agreed. more growth by investing in someone to be in the business. Yeah. And I I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to kind of figure that one out. I feel like if you played it out long-term, there's no straw to learning the skill yourself because if you have an infinite time horizon for your business or to learn the skill, you know you're eventually going to learn it if it's infinity and therefore the benefits that you can derive from learning the skill yourself are always going to be or they're always going to outweigh getting someone else to do the skill, yeah. which would mean you never learn the skill. What you've just said there is why I'm, <laughs> I, I'm so addicted to like learning any business skill because whether EE drops dead tomorrow or not, they're just translatable to any sort of other business and anything you do. And Agreed. not just business but life. Pretty much life. Life. And it's why this game is such a beautiful game. Stay and in school, kids. <laughs> it's why why we love doing what we're doing. I genuinely think that's that's the reason why you need to learn the skills yourself. Sometimes we do this podcast and we learn. Like that's 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 a blatant unpacking of why you should learn the skill. Like there are pros and cons, but the the pros of of outsourcing are sort of short-term focused. I think that's what I've just realized. Well, Let's just give, I'll give you a hypothetical. Let's just imagine you've got a skill that, I mean, a job that you want filled, but let's just say we both suck at numbers and accounting, mm-hmm. right? 
which we're, we're pretty good, but let's just say we suck at that. Mm-hmm. And you get someone in that's an expert. This might be a bad example because accountants just know what they're doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, let's just say you've got a job that you've got no idea what to do. You get someone in who's an expert on it. How do you play that? Like play it out. Like is that a – does that person come in and just I'm here to – set up some stuff and go ahead. Accounting's a bit uh, a weird one because it's so structured. I think that's a bad example. It needs to be a, a, a vocation that's a little bit more open to subjectivity. Something that's not as universally accepted as accounting principles. Yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah. It needs to be like um, product developer. We don't have any... Yeah. any web developer. Web developer, know. yeah. Web developer. Okay. How does it play out? How does it play out? You know nothing about websites. You know nothing about building websites and this person just comes in and says... You should do this, 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 and yep. this. We do this, 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 and this. Okay. The pros of it is that you've got potentially an expert yep. that can show you exactly what you need to be doing um, and how you need to be implementing certain strategies and certain designs of websites. The problem that I see with implementing, if we have absolutely no knowledge of websites at all, is that we could be led down a path that may date, for example, if mm-hmm. that person isn't, um, someone who is as hungry as us, like if, if I know, I sort of know websites. So um, let's just say uh, the tech space in general is so moving so rapidly mm. and evolving so as an industry so quickly that if you aren't keeping up with every new iteration mm. and every new um, technology that's coming out, for example, in the web space, your website would fall behind. So like if you outsourced it and just set and forget the design that's the key it's going to fall behind that's the whereas key. if you took the time to learn at, le- at least a little bit about websites and a little bit about how they actually work in the back end and how the internet works and all that sort of stuff you can sort of understand and then potentially delegate the tasks as a leader yeah uh, in in quotations um to people that can continue to enhance the website moving forward um, from your decision making, yeah. Because if you didn't know what to do, it would just stay stagnant. But at least if you knew that there was X, Y, and Z, um, new technologies coming out or new um, structures of of web developers or websites coming out, you could at least I- investigate yourself, understand to a certain extent, and then know which choice is the right choice. Yeah, you'd be, I think, beholden to the individual coming in, the so-called expert, and beholden to them making the right moves because just being an expert in a field doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to translate directly to your brand or your business and your values and your vision. So that can be done with someone that's an expert and come in and obviously, you know, if you, you hop on about what you're trying to create, hopefully you'd say that you're kind of slowly um, persuading but just implementing, you know, your ideal picture frame in this person's brain. But I, I just be- feel like there's less chance of you being led astray if you have some sort of knowledge about every yeah. everything around your business. Yeah. Um, even if you like, if you hired that person, could leave, for example, and leave you high and dry, or if you outsource that uh, um, company you outsource to, may use you or may go out of business themselves, and then you're still left high and dry. So at least if you have some sort of knowledge of that skill or that um, task, 
you can always pick up the slack to a certain degree. But also, and that's the key. also as a business owner, and you've got to try to put yourself <laughs> in the employee's shoes, if you can't actually understand and communicate at least the bare minimum of that person's role and you're not happy with something, imagine what that employee is thinking of you being like, why are you telling me like I'm no good at this or why is this happening when you don't understand what I'm doing? Yep. So being able to have that base knowledge kind of builds that rapport with that person in that role and at least he knows like, well, you know, Ben's telling me this, at least he's got some sort of idea of, of where I'm coming from and what I'm trying to create here. Yeah. Um, and you save yourself from that because I just think, yeah, you, you'd be able to keep that person accountable more than you would if you're just going to say, well, 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 why is this happening? But you don't understand anything about websites. You're saying, well, why the hell did this happen or what the fuck's going on here? But you've exactly got no, right. no prior learning experience yourself. My voice is husky now. You okay um, there, brother? Yeah, yeah. I think I think we've unpacked it. I think we've gone sort of full circle and we've steeled and strawed the actual um, positives and negatives of learning the skill yep. rather than like we started where we where we were talking about how to learn the skill. Um, and then we've we've sort of gone through the pros of learning that skill. And I think that's more important than learning any skill. Or telling people how to learn the skill, um, the the pros of learning the skill after you've learned it is why you learn any skill. At the end of the day, is where I'm getting at. So, in source, learn, oh, thrive. Wow, you've summarized <laughs> the other the episode in three episodes. In source, learn, thrive. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Learn and earn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I think we've uh, we've done well there. Oh, I think yeah. it started out with a laugh and it's ended with a giggle. It's always a giggle, <laughs> All right, brother. All right, brother. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening, and bye bye. Um, we appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. Much love. Bye bye.